I'm overloaded on therapy, so I use Morning Group to practice positive visualization. I imagine my brain, the molecular purgatory between my synapses, the black hole where all my chemicals get lost. The serotonin I visualize as eager flecks of light floating towards alien-like tendrils that await the uptake of happiness. I think of all the pills, beige and green oblong caplets, light blue football-shaped pills, tiny and bitter white pellets, and imagine them surging through my bloodstream, getting pumped by my heart up to my brain, and finally joining with the wayward serotonin in a big-budget musical kind of way. Unfortunately, this never makes the drugs kick in. I open my eyes to the crammed room, seven other women, and the new girl's story about her lover, dead from a drug overdose that she administered. And the part that I can't forgive myself for is leaving the kids in the car with him. My kids watched him die, and I was busy getting more dope. Who does that to a kid? Her question goes unanswered, and she starts crying. It's very hard to work on positive visualization in this environment. Today group is lame, and as usual, I'm tired. Since I don't sleep at night, I don't want to be awake during the day. It's an easy equation. But if I don't get to the main treatment building in time for group, I'm wasting my parents' money, not to mention my brother's money, not to mention my time. My family has already sunk more money than any of us feel comfortable talking about into my four-week inpatient appearance that I like to refer to, much to my mother's horror, as trauma-rama. I wish that I didn't know that the money came from a home equity loan, but then again, I guess we can look at the whole thing as a kind of household improvement. Now I'm at Helen's house, an extended care treatment center, which we call the center for short. Four months of outpatient, courtesy of my brother's cashed-out tech stocks. Perks of outpatient include mostly unmonitored apartments, unscheduled free time, television, and after a few months, if you need the money like me, a job. It feels weird and precarious. Too much space after a month of daily piss tests, standing in line for doled-out meds, carefully prepared meals. This girl, Giselle, a treatment center success story, has keys to all our apartments and comes through every morning to wake us up. She bangs around in our cupboards looking for contraband refined sugar, mind-altering, caffeine, habit-forming, and diuretics. Eating disorder? Traitor! My roommate Gina screams wildly, half-awake, tangled in her furry fuchsia knitting project, a ten-by-three length that is undoubtedly the biggest scarf I've ever seen that she falls asleep every night working on, and which threatens to overtake her bed entirely. Gina is almost always in some stage of strangulation with the yarn, under a suffocating mound, tripping from it tangling in her legs. Giselle, the gazelle, as we like to call her, on a bi-weekly basis confiscates Gina's jelly beans hidden under the sink or the herbal cleanse tea packets mixed in with the chamomile. I don't really see how the candy and tea can be that bad for Gina's system, considering that she takes 12 pills a day, this combination designed to keep her from vibrating off into another dimension. Gina tells me that her medicines have nearly the same effect that her meth habit had. They make her feel normal, just in a slightly different way than the street drugs a slightly different way than the recipes that included lantern fuel and lye. On her meds, Gina's skin is white and cool and pocked like dough, a corpse with pancake makeup. When she gets like this, I wish she would start vibrating again, shatter out of the stillness. Instead of breaking, though, she knits. Booties and coverlets have turned into full-on baby unitards and king-sized comforters. It's my new addiction, she says, shrugging.
Gina awakes each morning with a groan and the chalk of a pill. For me, it's not so easy, and depression isn't a valid excuse for missing group or for anything. I never sleep, and I'm so tired all the time that I cry. I ache to sleep through the heat, through the incessant blue skies and white sunlight of Arizona high summer. I pinch the delicate skin behind my elbows and on the back of my neck to stay awake. Instead, I go limp, my head flopping down and then whiplashing back up into a dazed funhouse-like consciousness. When I try to explain all this to my therapist, she asks brightly, why don't we try you on some new meds? All I want is to tell her how much I hate her.